All right, Connor Riley uh, joins us here uh, a couple of minutes after we were just talking. Connor, I have to admit, I, I'm pretty surprised by this. I thought that the monk and chatter around Baltimore had seemingly kind of gotten quiet. I'm not just not an inside report or anything like that. It just sort of seemed like it got a, kind got kind of quiet. And yet here we are uh, just shortly after you and I finished speaking a moment ago. It's now official Todd Munkin going to uh, the Ravens uh, athletic reporting that Mike Bobo next offensive coordinator here at Georgia. So uh, I guess take it wherever you want to go here. Um, news we've been following now for quite some time. Looks like it's all falling into place. Yeah, I'm not surprised that Todd Munkin took the Ravens offensive coordinator job. I guess I'm just surprised that this offer came so quickly, especially given the reports of the interest of Eric Bieniemy in this job. Uh, as far as what comes next, look, I've already seen the comments out there about Mike Bobo. Look, you have a lot of preconceived, not you, but there are a lot of fans out there that have a lot of preconceived notions about Mike Bobo that stem from an era where Georgia, quite frankly, was just nowhere near as talented as this team is going to be under Kirby Smart going forward. Uh, look, you can point to the success or lack thereof at South Carolina and Auburn. I think those are wildly different offenses and talent levels that he's going to be working with. There was no Brock Bowers on the 2020 South Carolina team. There was no Lad McConkey on that 2021 Auburn team. I, I think Bobo has proven that he is a very capable play caller at this level. Uh, is he Todd Munkin? We'll see. But again, Todd Munkin is one of the better offensive coordinators that Georgia or college football has seen in recent history. There's a reason he's going to call plays at the NFL level now. As far as Bobo, look, you can complain about him all you want, but the reality is the last time he was the offensive coordinator at Georgia, that offense averaged 41.3 points per game with Hudson Mason at quarterback and losing Todd Gurley for much of that season, uh, the best player on that offense that year. Uh, and, and yet that offense still found a way to be productive week in, week out. And I have no doubt that with Brock Powers coming back, four starters on the offensive line, uh, some talented running backs as well as Lab McConkey and a talented wide receiver room as well. Georgia's offense is going to be just fine next year, and I would venture to guess one of the better ones in college football. But that said, and I agree with you. I think it, what's likely true. I'm also willing to acknowledge what I think a lot of the anti-Bobo folks want to have on the record is that he does have pressure to perform because Todd oh, yeah. Munkin was extraordinary. I was even saying this before he joined us. The 21-22 were obviously back-to-back national championship years. I thought that that Munkin's offense in 2020 was actually pretty good. Two different quarterbacks, playing an SEC-only schedule, very weird type of year. I thought Munkin was actually a pretty good offensive coordinator for Georgia in 2020 there as well. And we all know my feelings on the 2019 situation prior to that. I think the Georgia offense was just, it was just bad. It was, it was just a bad offense. So you had a bad coordinator in place in 2019. You greatly upgraded that in 2020. It eventually resulted in two national championships. Now it's Mike Bobo being hired as the replacement because of how high Todd Munkin has set the bar. That does, that does put more pressure now on Bobo to perform because of that. Right, but that pressure was going to exist regardless of whether Bobo was hired or not. Uh, they could have hired Zach Robinson. They could have hired uh, Thomas Brown. Hell, they could have hired Cliff Kingsbury to be the offensive coordinator here, and there would have been fans putting pressure on whoever that next offensive coordinator is to replace Munkin. That that speaks to how well of a job Munkin did here at Georgia. And look, Mike Bobo knows that, knows that that's sort of what he's walking into here at the University of Georgia. Uh, you know, yeah, there's some past history here. But again, I, I think Kirby Smart has earned the right to show, hey, this is the guy that can lead our next offense going forward. Uh, you know, he made that hire when Munkin when I can tell you right now, not a lot of fans knew a whole lot about Todd Munkin as a college offensive play caller, as a college offensive coordinator in 2020 when he had been hired. He just had a pretty disastrous year with the Cleveland Browns in more ways than one. 
And three years later, uh, he's been pretty universally lauded as one of the best play callers in college football. Uh, you know, Kirby Smart, with the exception of James Coley, and it should be noted here that that was a disaster of a hire, has been pretty good when it comes to hiring coordinators. Uh, you lose Dan Lanning this past offseason while you replace him with Glenn Schumann and, and Will Muschamp there. I, I think this Georgia offense next season, I'm going to be interested to see how it involves. I do think this has some impact on the quarterback position going forward, just given – I do think this maybe makes it a bit more of a fair or balanced competition going forward, simply because I think when you look at the experience that Beck had in Todd Munkin's system, and yes, this is going to be a different offense next year with Mike Bobo calling it. It just is. There's only one Todd Munkin out there. I do think this makes the quarterback decision on what it looks like going forward a little bit more interesting in terms of who does what. Well, I'd also add to this too. Gunnar Stockton at one point in time was a South Carolina commit. You know, I mean, it's yep. not the because of Mike Bobo. That's exactly right. It's not the you know the the biggest secret in the world that the that that Gunner you know, has had a relationship with the Bobo family. That was obviously a guy that that you know they knew a lot about. Uh, Gunner's obviously a great prospect in his own right there as well. I mean, I think it is fair to wonder if the Bobo presence here – listen, ultimately Mike Bobo is going to choose the right quarterback for UGA. This is not going to be about relationships. But, but I mean, you know, Gunner was a big-time prospect who wanted to go to South Carolina because of Mike Bobo. Well, now Mike Bobo is his offensive coordinator here at Georgia. I mean, I think it's fair to, to wonder if the presence of Bobo brings Gunner into the quarterback competition. I mean, he was already, I think, a pretty big part of this, but even now more so because of the presence of Bobo as offensive coordinator. I would agree with that. I think you and I have heard the same sort of chatter that Gunnar Stockton really impressed uh, his yeah. teammates and coaches last year with the strides that he made and the ability that he came in. We heard Kirby Smart talk about him after the national championship game, the willingness to throw off the black jersey and say, hey, against TCU, like, let's, em- let's, empty, the- let's empty the chamber. I- if you guys want to hit me, please hit me. And-, and I think there's a lot of respect on this team for Gunnar Stockton and if he continues to make strides and show that he can be the player that best executes Mike Bobo's offense, I do think there's a world where he is the starting quarterback. But again, at this point right now, I also think that if that's going to happen, Carson Beck has to do something to to lose the starting quarterback job. I do think he is the favorite to be the guy next season at this point in time. And now, having said that, he was expected to be the backup quarterback in 2021, and he lost that job to Stetson Bennett. So it's not unprecedented. But as talented as Gunnar Stockton is, as talented as Brock Vandergriff is, I do think that Carson Beck is probably still your week one starter. But it does make the quarterback competition all the more interesting in terms of what Georgia and Mike Bobo is ultimately going to elect to do. And also going forward, you know, how he chooses to adapt this offense. Uh, You know, it was a lot of single back. You know, you did have some fullbacks in there. But with the way the tight end position has been developed at Georgia, specifically under Todd Hartley in recent years, I have to imagine that you're still going to see plenty of tight end heavy sets. And that's point out there as well. Mike Bobo had a lot of success with tight ends, Arthur Lynch, Orson Wells, Leonard Pope. There was a lot of really talented tight ends to come through Georgia the first time Mike Bobo was here. And I don't expect that to change in the slightest now that he's back calling plays once again. To be fair, I think we're going for Orson Charles as opposed to Orson, Orson oh, Wells. Or <laughs> Orson Wells, terrific. And what was the what was the famous movie? Uh, 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 he, he directed um, Citizen Kane. Yeah, Citizen. Yeah, terrific in Citizen Kane. But there was no rosebud on the uh, field here for the Georgia Bulldogs. Uh, I say that uh, kiddingly. So let me play some devil's advocate stuff here for a minute. Kind of, I'm going to put myself in the position of the skeptic on all of this here for a moment. And I want to give. I want you to give. Uh, me your thoughts on some of this this is what the skeptic might say about the bobo hire here which is ah uh, this is kirby smart not really executing a full-fledged search it's just him hiring his friend what would you say in response to that i couldn't you say the same thing about hiring will muschamp 
Yeah, and it's funny, without getting too deep into the weeds on all this, I think that Mike Bobo was a better offensive coordinator than Will Muschamp was as a defensive coordinator, at least on the basis of some statistical stuff. And Muschamp did not deal with much of this way that Mike Bobo is right now. Go back and look at – and listen, I think Muschamp's an outstanding coach. I think in the right circumstances, his head coaching tenure could have been far different. But go back and look at his last year's D.C. for, uh, for Auburn. It was not great. Uh, and yet he didn't seemly, seemingly deal – with anywhere near as much as what Mike Bobo is sort of dealing with right now. Right. And, and, uh, and to counter that, you know, look, because of the fact that Kirby is much more involved on defense, uh, you know, y- you can understand that level of skepticism there. But, uh, like, what button has Kirby Smart not pushed that would lead you to believe that he's now no longer interested in winning titles? Like, the goal is still to win a national championship every year at Georgia, and he's raised that bar. He understands that better than anyone. He's the guy that set the championship-level standard at Georgia. And so I am willing to give Kirby Smart the benefit of the doubt that if he believes Mike Bobo is the best coach for this job, he probably is. And, again, you know, there is something to be said. There's a lot of talent on this team next season, and, you know, not much I don't think they needed to go outside and, and bring in a new hire and overhaul an offense you know Mike Bobo was with this team last year I do think that does help a little bit he's seen this quarterback room he's worked with this with these guys there as well he's been a part of this championship culture we hear so many different players say hey Georgia it's not for everyone Georgia pretty clearly is for Mike Bobo and I think he's going to fit in well here on this staff and you heard Kirby Smart talk so much this past year and this shouldn't be lost about the connectivity with this staff, about yeah. how these guys all fit and mesh together and how special it was. And I was having to replace four on-field assistants from last year. Well, Mike Bobo, I think, is an extension of that coaching staff and what Georgia brings in. And so because of that, because of that familiarity, I think this is Kirby Smart only further doubling down on Georgia's culture, which I think you and I will both sit here and readily admit is the biggest reason they're the best team in college football right now. Their culture is different from Alabama. It's different from Ohio State, and that's why they've been able to win the last two national championships. No, I think that's right. Um, I think it's absolutely right. Here's another sort of devil's advocate question. Why not consider Buster Faulkner, a a guy that had been here, had been offensive coordinator at Southern Miss, allowed to leave to go to Georgia Tech, and you know, seemingly not a real strong consideration here for this. Should Georgia have looked more closely at Faulkner? What has Buster, and again, you know, I think Buster Faulkner is going to be a very good coach, was a huge asset to this Georgia program. But what has Buster Faulkner shown you as an offensive coordinator and a play caller that would indicate that he is better equipped to do it at Georgia than Mike Bobo? Yeah. Uh, you can point to his Southern Miss offenses. I guess he was an offensive coordinator at Middle Tennessee State as well. I, I just think Bo- Mike Bobo understands the pressure that comes with this job and, and knows what he's walking into. Mm-hmm. And, and because of that, again, I think Buster's going to be a very good offensive coordinator. I, but the fact that he chose to leave when he did, I think sort of indicated that this may have been in the works for quite some time and that Bobo was always going to be the perceived number one guy to get this job. Yeah, I think Buster just needs more experience. I think he's probably mm-hmm. a pretty sharp guy and he seemed to be a, a pretty good impact on some of Georgia's recruiting efforts. And I think that Stetson Bennett really liked him, but he's also a very young guy and has just not had enough experience as of yet. And I hope at Georgia Tech he gets that and maybe he could be on Georgia's radar in the future. And then maybe the biggest sort of like devil's advocate style question of all, hey, this is the Georgia offensive coordinator job. Why not go out and just get the biggest name available and say, hey, come here and run the Georgia offense? Why not just do that? I think if you've looked around and paid attention, you know, Georgia's not the first marquee program to hire a new offensive coordinator this cycle. Uh, Alabama had to go get Tommy Reese, uh, which I, I think you and I would both agree is not necessarily yeah. a big name and, and was met with sending, certainly plenty of skepticism when that hire was made. 
Do you know who Miami just hired as their offensive coordinator? This is just coming out within since you've been on the air, so you probably don't. I don't know. They're hiring. They're hiring Shannon Dawson to wow. be their offensive coordinator there, uh, who was not very well liked uh, in, in previous stops as an offensive coordinator. Uh, Notre Dame can't find the money somehow to, to buy out Andy right. Ludwig, right. the Utah offensive coordinator. Uh, there right now is not a strong market for offensive coordinators and offensive play callers in college football. And, and so this idea that there's some magical big name out there, that's not based on what we've seen in the hiring cycle for this year. And sure, there are maybe other guys you could throw out there. You know, Brian Johnson, the Eagles quarterback coach, is a name that maybe I thought should have gotten some consideration. But it's worth mentioning as well, he's probably going to be the Eagles offensive coordinator next year. And with NIL, with all the changes to college football coming in recent years, college offensive coordinator jobs or college coordinator jobs in general are just far less attractive than they used to be. And I actually think with some of the success where we've seen with position coaches, you know, Sam Pittman going off, at Ogeron, though obviously that didn't work out in the long run. I, I think you've seen that, you know, Charles Huff, an example, who's now at Marshall, who's done a really good job there, who was the Alabama running backs coach before. You don't necessarily need to be an offensive coordinator to get that next big head coaching job. And, and because of that, I, I think these offensive coordinator jobs at a presser cooker place like a Georgia, like an Alabama, just make it harder than ever to really have and find success in that job. And it's, I think, far less attractive than I think most common fans would think to do so. Bill O'Brien had a top six offense last year in just about every metric. And Alabama fans were thrilled right. that he left to become the New England Patriots offensive coordinator. Like, I, I think that just speaks to where the difficulty of being an offensive coordinator at this point in time lies. Yeah, the street logic is that that uh, O'Brien got fired. And even though he left yeah. to go be Patriots offensive coordinator, the general thought is he got fired because he wasn't good enough. It gives you an idea of the pressure that exists here. And I want to kind of dive into this a little bit more, and we can start wrapping up after this, but your point about you know who is really out there, this is something I can't kind of keep coming back to over and over again. I want to give you a couple other names that, that you kind of didn't mention. You know, one of the guys that uh, apparently Alabama had some interest in who had no interest in Alabama was Joe Moorhead, the Akron coach. He's not going to stay at Akron. But, Connor, Joe Moorhead, I would say, was a failure in his last offensive coordinator at Oregon. That offense didn't get any better with uh, with with Moorhead at the helm. And if Moorhead's like this big name that you're kind of going after here, I don't think Moorhead is an upgrade over what I believe that Mike Bobo brings to the table, and that's one of the big names that was out there, the Akron head coach. I, I'd say the same thing a little bit about a guy like, say, Jeff Levy at Oklahoma. That was the guy that, hey, if you went out and stole an offensive coordinator candidate, you know, Levy was the one you could steal. But, Connor, I'm not, I, I don't want Georgia to play that fast. I don't want the Josh Heupel offense here. I think the Heupel offense is working okay for uh, – for for Tennessee but I don't want wide receivers on the other side of the numbers I don't want to necessarily play that fast uh that's a candidate of a guy you could have brought in that that I'm just not quite so sure is a great fit for Georgia you have to think about that and then finally I'll give you this is that oh well go steal somebody from the NFL well, that's what Kentucky thought they were doing a year ago with Rich Scangarello, who I believe was co uh, quarterback's coach at San Francisco as a replacement for Liam Cohen. Scangarello was a total failure here just because you have kind of the, the sexy title in the NFL working for what I think of as kind of a sharp coach in Kyle Shanahan. It doesn't mean it translates to the college level. In the case of Scangarello, it didn't for uh, Kentucky, even by their standards. He was a failure. So those are some of the names that I sort of think of when you point out the fact that if you were looking for the big name replacement for Todd Munkin I'm just not sure who the big name would have even been 
And by the way, we just get it official here. Kirby Smart officially names Mike Boba as the new offensive coordinator. Got a full quote here. I'm excited to name Mike Boba our next offensive coordinator. Mike has a decade of experience as successful SEC play caller and over 20 years spent at UGA, both as a player and a coach. Mike's, Mike was an excellent addition to our staff last year as an analyst, and we look forward to his expanded leadership on the offensive side of the ball going forward. So Georgia makes it official, hires Mike Bobo. Uh, again, I, I think you're right there in, in that, um, In that again, this idea that there's a, a Todd Munkin-type figure out there, that's just not reality at this point in time. Um, you know, look, I, I know, look, Todd Munkin is the best offensive coordinator, I think, to ever come through Georgia. Mike Bubba was really, really good there at the end for Georgia. And yeah, after he left, things didn't necessarily work out. But I'll also point this out going forward. Look, coaching continuity, I think, has somewhat eaten into why Nick Saban has not been able to sustain the same level of success. Kirby Smart has won as many national championships as Nick Saban has since Smart left. And, and look, you know, Glenn Schumann, I think he's going to be a future head coach, maybe as early as next season if the right job comes open. After that, you're looking at the possibility of Will Muschamp and, and and Mike Bobo as your coordinators for the long haul. I think coaching stability is really important. And as the college football world continues to change and keep moving and going forward, I do think that having a guy like Bobo who's been around this program, who Smart is going to keep, so long as he continues to perform, and the same can be said with Will Muschamp here, I think that's a huge feather in Georgia's cap. And it's very, I think, a further indictment of the culture that they're trying to build and identify here and make it very clear, like, this is what we want Georgia to be on a year-in, year-out basis. And I think Mike Bobo only further cements that. Well, I'll also add this, too, which is, and I've said this to our audience a couple times, is that you don't have to worry about Kirby Smart coaching another college team. You know, you can debate if he'd ever coach in the NFL. But the thing I think you do have to worry about a little bit if you're a Georgia fan is, how much longer does Kirby want to do this in general? He's not getting you know close to retirement now. He's only been on the job for a few years. But if you want to keep him here for like a Vince Dooley type tenure, if you want 20 years of Kirby Smart, you better find some easy years in that time because Kirby Smart just one of those guys that's sort of famous for burning the candle at both ends. That may be what a must champ Bobo era looks like for him. It's a little bit of an easier year. I'm happy. I'm working with close friends. I'm not only winning, but I'm winning with people that I genuinely like spending time with. And that may be one of those things to kind of keep the odometer a little lower on Kirby and allow him to kind of have the energy necessary to do this for two decades, which some people sometimes I think wonder if he really would want to do that for that long, knowing how hard he works. Getting a chance to work with close friends is a way to make a tough job a little easier, which maybe makes him want to do the job a little longer. I'm actually going the other way on this. Uh, I think Kirby Smart is going to coach at Georgia until he physically can't do it anymore. Uh, He does not strike me as a guy who wants to go do something else. And in fact, I think you look around at some of the guys that have gone into TV, you know, Matt Brown in recent years, Urban Meyer. They keep wanting to come back into coaching. I just think when you're that successful, when you've won a championship, you're going to keep wanting to do this. And so I think your point there about bringing in Bobo, about bringing in uh, uh, Will Muschamp, about keeping Del McGee around for another year, about you know just the continuity on this staff, I, I think that's going to make this, as you point out, a more pleasurable place to be. And really, I think long-term show what Georgia wants to be and what it envisioned. Kirby ends up being the right guy, the guy that was able to do the thing that Mark Rick very nearly could but could not do. And, and I think it's just further betting down on the idea that this is the way Georgia goes about doing things, it's the atmosphere, the culture that we want to have here. And, and I think the hiring of Mike Bobo further cements that. Look, we've written so much about culture, about toughness these past two seasons and the role that played in Georgia getting to where it got to. 
I think that plays the biggest reason why Georgia goes out and hires Mike Boba today. He fits that culture. He knows what it's about. He's going to make some tweaks and some changes to the way that he does things like anyone would. But he's not coming in here to overhaul things the same way that Todd Munkin was when he came in in 2020. And, and I think that's the most important thing here. Georgia didn't. Georgia's at the point right now where they didn't need to go out and hire the next Todd Munkin. They needed to go out and hire and hire a guy that's going to keep doing and building on the things that have already made Georgia successful. And that's what Mike Bobo does. All right. Very, very quick. We'll let you go after this. Uh, I mentioned Kentucky a minute ago. They bring back Liam Cohen as offensive coordinator for 2023. Would you rather have Bobo or Cohen? Give me Bobo. Uh, uh, you know, like, yes, yes. Cohen had some success last year, but they were also the Rams were a mess this year. And, you know, we'll see what that team looks like. High profile, uh, higher TCU steals away Kendall Bryles. Rather have Bryles or uh, Bobo? Bobo, because I don't believe that the system that Bryles runs would be successful enough on a year in year out basis at Georgia. Uh, Clemson hires Garrett Riley this offseason. You rather have Riley or Bobo? I would rather have Bobo, but that's more because of Kirby Smart than Dabo Sweeney than necessarily anything about Garrett Riley there. Um, who am I leaving out? Uh, uh, I mean, I, Tommy Tom, Reese. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean we, yeah, nobody yeah, wants yeah. Reese over above. At least I would certainly hope so. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I mean, uh, the Washington offensive coordinator that was rumored for there. Like, I'd still rather have Mike Bobo because I believe Kalen DeBoer deserves a lot of credit for what is going sure. on at Washington sure. there right now. Uh, I, I certainly would take Mike Bobo over Shannon Dawson, who Miami just had to yeah. hire there. So. I, again, like this idea that there's this great big coordinator out there, like I'd be interested in seeing what a Brian Johnson led offense would look like. Yeah. I Look, you might yelp when you hear this, like Dan Mullen would be interesting, but Dan Mullen would not fit in the slight, like he right. so just not culture at all here at Georgia. Like that would never work. And so this idea that there's this great offensive mind out there, there's no Todd, there's no Todd Munkin right now. What we know of Todd Munkin, the, we, the play caller that he ended yeah. up becoming, that guy does not exist for hire right now. That's why he's going to be the offensive coordinator and most importantly, play caller for the Baltimore Ravens next year. Well, we also have this. And, and, I'm sorry, go finish go your point. No, you finish your point. And so because that guy doesn't exist, you know, you kind of have to go out there and invent the next Bobo or the next Munkin, excuse me. And I think Bobo can certainly do that for Georgia. Well, you also have this thing, speaking of inventing uh, type stuff, where it's like there used to be like the John Gruden, Urban Meyer candidate where like they would outwardly pretend they didn't want to coach, but deep down you knew they really did. And Connor, I think we're conditioned now to think that everybody's that way and they're not. So let's say that Georgia fans were like, I don't care about Mullen's pass. I don't care what a goofball he is. I don't care about anything. I just want a really good offensive coordinator here at, at Georgia. Obviously, I think that Mullen is a good offensive coordinator. I think he's a bad head coach, but he's a, he's a good offensive coordinator. Connor, he doesn't want to do it. He, like, like he's, I think, made it very, very clear. He doesn't want to be a head coach again. He doesn't want to do it. And in the case of Joe Brady, who you know, obviously I thought was a transformational figure for LSU in 2019, the sense that we get is he doesn't want any part of college football, that this is not the days in which Urban Meyer was pretending not to want to coach or John Gruden was sort of pretending not to want to coach. Coach, there's actually a crop of guys out there right now at least when it comes to college football they don't want to do it and they're being honest that 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 because of the pressure because of the, the the challenges maybe brought about by transfer portal and things like that that it's better to live on the lake and play with your family than it is to coach in college football and they mean it they're sticking to their guns on this do I get to claim victory on our uh long-standing Joe Brady was more important to 2019 LSU than uh than Joe Brady was. Yeah, I will certainly argue that, that the Brady performance post-2019 has not lended a whole lot of credibility to what he did there. I still think he was good in 2019. I don't have much of an explanation for what's happened in the years since then. 
Right. But in your larger point you're making there, like, again, this is a really hard job. Not everyone wants it. I think it speaks a lot about Mike Bobo. Look, he is extremely aware of the conversation surrounding him and surrounding, you know, the idea of him, uh, him as coordinator, run the damn ball to, 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 so, so to speak there. He's hyper aware of that. And, and the fact that he wants this job, that he was willing to step in and be the Georgia offensive coordinator again, in a time and era where you're seeing less and less coaches willing to make that grind and be a part of that. I can tell you this, Mike Bobo is going to be a lot better uh, recruiter than Todd Munkin was. And, and again, Todd Munkin, great play call. You didn't necessarily need him to be a, a recruiter out there. But we talked we, we talked literally earlier today about going out there and recruiting and, and the value of that and, and, and what it means and what it comes next for Georgia. Look, Georgia's going to be able to have a conversation with guys now like Dylan Rayola that are going to be able to better relate to a coach. And we hear so often, and Jeff's going to have a story on this later today, about the impact of coaching turnover and what that means for recruits. With Bobo here for the long haul, I believe, I think that's only going to further help this in this idea that, hey, you're not at a place like Georgia. You're going there. You're going there to get coached by Kirby Smart. You're going there to get coached by Mike Bobo. And you're going there to get coached by Will Muschamp. And that's going to be consistent throughout your entire college career. That's something that not a lot of schools can just frankly offer. And, and so if the Bobo hire works out and he is successful and he does need to be successful, I'll admit that right here, uh, the, the bold take that it is, you need to be a good offensive coordinator yeah. to keep a job like Georgia. I, I think if that's the case, that gives Georgia another feather in its cap to add. No, I think that's right. I, 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 I've got a heart out here, so let me give you 60 seconds. There's, there's a guy named Hugh in the comment section who basically says that offensive recruits aren't going to come to Georgia now because it's Bobo and not Munkin. Let me ask you a serious question. What recruit has Georgia won because of Todd Munkin over the course of the last three years? I don't believe that recruit currently exists. And how many recruits over the course of time would you say that Mike Bobo, on both sides of the ball, by the way, has contributed uh, for Georgia over the course of his tenure here? Uh, I, I know Mike. I, I know Malcolm Mitchell is one, and maybe one day we'll get to ask Kirby Smart about that because Kirby Smart thought he was getting Malcolm Mitchell and uh, he was pretty upset that he did not, in fact, end up getting Malcolm Mitchell to come to Alabama. And Malcolm Mitchell was a really, really good player in his time at Georgia. Yeah, so uh, there you go. That's all you need to know on that. So uh, we're out of time for right now. Connor, this is outstanding stuff. I appreciate you hopping on here and uh, kind of providing this little bit of extra stuff. We may even throw this up on the podcast feed for tomorrow because of uh, my personal situation I was dealing with. So that's good stuff. Connor, we'll talk to you soon. We'll obviously read everything you got there at dognation.com. Appreciate you being here. Yep, thanks, as always.